Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this very special episode of the Out for Smokes pod, uh, where we honor the memory of Michael Brooks. If you know Michael Brooks, you know that he was a very uh, beloved uh, podcaster, friend, brother, um, media personality, um, and uh, I figured what we could do with this episode is just kind of talk to the people who, who knew him best, reflect on our, our memories of him, what we liked about him, what we miss about him, and um, and uh, so we got a couple good interviews over here that I think you're going to enjoy. Um, as I was doing these episodes, I was, I was kind of struggling to find new things to say about him that I haven't said already, you know? He was, uh, the guy was genuine, he was, he was, uh, he was fun, he was funny, he was passionate about what he did, he was authentic, um, and, uh, it's just a bummer he's gone, especially when you spend a lot of time on Twitter, where everyone is, uh, insufferable, and annoying. Um, I don't know. It was a big loss. I think about him a lot. I think about where his career um, could have gone, where things could have taken him, and, uh, you know, it sucks. Um, but what are you going to do, folks? That's life, and people fucking pass away, I guess. Uh, I talked to Matt Leck, his producer from, uh, TMBS. Michael worked with Matt for a long time. They worked together on a bunch of different projects and, uh, Matt kind of reflects on, um, you know, just what it was like to work with him day to day, the work they did together. And, uh, so here we go. Hope you enjoy. Hey Mike. Hey, how's it going? Oh, not bad. How are you doing? Good. I are we going or uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I started with Mike actually. Um, started on Majority Report, and then we did a, a little show that some people might remember. Hey, buddy. Um, some people might remember called uh, um, Two Dope Boys up. in a Podcast. Shut, <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and that was like a. It was sort of like you know people talk about like corporate wokeness now and we that was sort of a show where we're keeping an eye on it and critiquing it mm -hmm. and then also the long-term plan was to try phil was uh sort of a uh, in the brand space to try to like uh sell our services and then it, and then the world uh <laughs> the world went crazy and then we just decided to do uh the michael brooks show and skip the whole like trying to make uh, money from corporate america and just like talk about politics with people so i've been working with michael for five years and pretty much every tuesday until his passing wow. we were doing either two dope boys or uh, the michael brooks show it does seem like that's the natural evolution of a podcast where it's like you start out with some kind of theme or or something yeah specific. like we overthought it like yeah. we're trying to find like what's the place we can fit in here like we're like yeah, these yeah. pretty like radical guys but that's not a at that point wasn't a way to make money at all sure um so it's like what can we do to like also like get health insurance um yeah and uh and and luckily like really the michael brooks show was sort of like the best parts of that show freed from the need to like try to sell it to some sort of like like uh you know supreme or something like that yeah are there any are there any segments from that show that kind of like stick out where you can go like oh this is 
this one I was really proud of or or uh, of that show that's a good question I mean we that is it's tough I, I just remember certain things um it was just fun to hang out like we had yeah. regular segments like the brand f up which was just like a brand stepping in shit whether it was like doing something accidentally racist or like um you know that that was fun and mm-hmm. we always like had a good amount of uh booze going but one yeah. thing i always remember is michael didn't know how to pour uh whiskey so phil wanted an uh a top up of uh whatever we had there and michael michael filled this like jeb uh eight ounce cup to the absolute brim uh-huh. um and uh and but we had a really good time i mean that was my fr- that was when i was learning how to produce podcasts so it made it a little bit difficult to stitch everything together but uh but yeah that was that's what i remember from that yeah it was a lot of fun to come in i mean like different different shows are obviously different and they're produced differently but um i always really enjoyed like going into the you know, like going in the studio and just kind of hanging out, and uh, yeah, you know, it was like it. It just felt like a very fun, um, a fun hang, and it was a fun show, and it wasn't too. It wasn't. I mean, there was a lot of there's a lot of information, um, but it wasn't ever. It didn't ever feel heavy handed to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those shows were great, and COVID kind of put a kibosh to that. Um, yeah, we had to do all the Zoom stuff, but that that sure. was yeah, like having people in studio, getting them a little bit liquored up by the time the post game came yeah and then then you just talk about you know it's just like a normal conversation like you, you usually get political like i've been home with family sure. and like you're not trying to get political but you talk about anything and yeah stuff comes up and that's like i feel like that's how most people ingest politics so it was very natural for sure yeah and it's like i guess i feel like you don't really see i mean whether it's a whether it's a funding thing or or whatever there aren't you don't always see as many um fun shows with more of like a left perspective yeah it's tough i mean frankly michael made it easier like yeah uh majority of course not as fun uh the two years since he's been gone it's like just noticeable uh like i looked forward to going into work yeah Um, i mean still went in late sometimes but you know it's fun to like go and chop Mm -hmm. it up and then Mm -hmm. and then you turn the mics on and and Mm -hmm. it's just like it's tough to you know i talked to sam it's like trying to recreate even a like a Part of that is just like it's like you just need to find another Michael somewhere, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, you're, what you're saying is that Sam Cedar's become kind of a tyrant. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one, was, no one was keeping him in check. Yeah, he's, he's become like a Howard Hughes style, like uh, yeah, bit ty- uh, workplace tyrant. Yeah, yeah. I know. I guess I, I guess I kind of feel that way too. I mean, you, I mean, you, you said it, not me. And I still, I still watch Majority Report. I still watch a lot of the YouTube clips and stuff, but um. Yeah, I really do. I miss his. Uh, I miss his voice a lot. Yeah, I mean, he had such a good um, way of pushing sort of the envelope on, like, not so much like what you could do like comedically, but like what you could do with like content moderation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember we, we used to lose ad. We lost an ad for a BBC show called uh, Midnight Summer or not Midnight Summer, uh, Indian Summer, mm-hmm. because Michael did like a libertarian Gandhi impression during it. Uh-huh. <laughs> And that got back to the uh, the the advertisers and like that yeah. that sort of stuff like and it was never like I don't know how to describe it it was never like it, it was just natural it wasn't like he was trying to get a rise or or push it he was just yeah. he was just a funny guy yeah for sure I was talking to my wife today and I was like it's kind of a bummer that we don't get to see him kind of like. Um, like develop and like get old you know because yeah it's in, it's it's interesting to think about where his where his career really could have gone you know 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think, like, he would have been, like... I mean, I don't, I don't know if anybody gets as big as, like, Chomsky got because of, like, how what Chomsky's place in the media. But, like, he would have mm-hmm. been, like, you know, a Cornell West, uh, like, a That's guy right. people knew. Like, he was such a smart guy. Like, he is 30... That's I don't know what I meant. Yeah. have nearly that level of sort of um, expertise and wisdom. And if you, you could ask him about something, he would... If he didn't know how to, like, speak to you in paragraphs on it, he'd know how to, like, source you something where you could go look it up yourself. Right. Yeah, there was kind of, like, a very... Um, it was, like, a very steady growth i think with his with his career yeah and, you know and i it, it's um it's a shame to to think about you know where it could have gone yeah and i mean one thing that always did make me feel a little bit better like after he passed was he did get the experience like what it was like to have cornell treat him like a peer or uh yeah. or chomsky or or, or or people that he looked up to like people that we used to talk about being like, oh, you got to check this guy out. He's got great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we were just having those guys on the show. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I, I'm really happy. And we got the live shows, like the LA live show is great. Mm-hmm. And, and we got to experience a little bit of what it would be like, um, I guess, for the rest of um, this hypothetical life. Yeah, and I'm sure that Lula interview was a big deal for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, have you kind of, uh, you know, over the past two years, have you sort of let yourself uh, grieve? You feel like, uh, I don't know, how would you, how would you rate? Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, Sam, Sam paid for a, a psychiatrist, uh, and I, I took some sessions for that. I, 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 I think it was helpful, but I just don't think I was ready to, like, process it. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I can definitely look back at it. Like, when, when, depression for me isn't something I am aware of in the moment it's just like i look back and be like oh you didn't cut your hair for two years yeah <laughs> and and uh I, I finally just did that i did it because this is the two-year anniversary and i'm ready to like kind of get back going i don't know I, I don't know what that even means but it's yeah. it's you know i need to pick myself up a little bit because i, I it, it's it's probably the closest tragedy struck me like i've had family members die but mm-hmm. i didn't see those people for five hours every day yeah um and they weren't like central to like how i was interpreting the world and that sort of stuff so yeah it it it, and it's weird like i feel like like some people like i therapy probably would be good for me but i just don't Mm. i think it's i'm too midwestern like i'm wondering like what is this doing yeah like afterwards right i feel the same way i'm too uh yeah i'm too like east coast i'm too east coast with therapy i'm like (laughs) but i but i do it's just it's just uh yeah, you know, it's very much like a process to to you know find somebody and then go to you know go to see them and then and not yeah, like beat like yourself I, up and you know be like what am I what am I there's, yeah, exactly. there's homeless the, people right yeah, exactly and like I'm I'm sure there's like certain questions that like they help me think about a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, healthily but I think like I think probably it would have been better if I, I think you kind of probably need somebody you trust and not just somebody you're popping in on a zoom session from across the country yeah. um but uh yeah yeah and so besides that like i it's just been kind of like putting my head back down and and working on majority report and left reckoning which is you know david and griscom and i are working on that post tmbs and yeah. yeah that's something like david and i we before michael passed we were we were happy mm-hmm. to be just in the background uh helping him uh cook and like yeah. you know <laughs> Um, helping TMBS grow, but not being in the uh, 
in the spotlight and mm -hmm. it's a lot of work to do what michael to even like try to do for what michael sure. did co for commenting sure. on things and educating yourself on stuff and not being an idiot when you open sure. your mouth and yeah and so the, it's it's been a it really that's what that's been my grieving process is just like working yeah. hard <laughs> yeah i guess i got kind of lucky because my entire audience are they're also idiots so they don't really, <laughs> they're not very educated people yeah so. yeah that, that that does have advantages yeah um yeah i guess it's just funny because like i i uh you know michael was the second friend i lost in in a in about maybe a year and a half and uh both mm. both times it just wasn't people that you ever expected to to lose you know yeah and, uh, i don't know i don't know what my point is here but i guess like i don't know i think li I, I guess life is just uh life is fragile you gotta you gotta reach out to people you gotta I don't know. You, when... Yeah, no, it's totally changed me. Like I, I was telling you, like, like my brother, I'm an uncle now, mm -hmm. and like I, I definitely think me meeting my niece last Thanksgiving when she was like three months old. Like, I was thinking, like, I don't know if I was thinking consciously about Michael, but like the way I, the way I approach life is different. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 33 now. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and and things go by quickly. Like I just had a nice five-day vacation with my parents but it's going to be over now yeah and yeah you just it is you know it's it's sappy but it shit happens fast also it's like yeah i mean i just turned 35 and you and you get like you just you feel a little more vulnerable like every every yeah. chest pain or every like headache <laughs> that you get like uh, uh is this it you know yeah yeah exactly and, and especially like you know how tragically michael passed with yeah. uh with uh, a, a blood clot mm -hmm. and yeah, and and you want, I mean, definitely that sort of thing. Like you, you have a pain. You're wondering, like, what the hell is that? And it it sucks. It takes your it takes your innocence away. Yeah, it just uh, it just never made any sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any uh, any projects that that you're working on, or anything that you want to plug, or what's uh? uh yeah, if uh, if people appreciated our uh, our. Uh, David Griscom and I are trying to keep the flame alive for a little bit. I think uh, folks uh, that like that show might appreciate that. So check that out. We're doing fairly well. Um, and uh, and we got a lot of the same community members uh, there, too. So it's, uh, it's, it's, that's, that's been another good part is, like, all, I mean, the Alp, when Michael passed, he got his obit rid up in, like, CNN and all these places that, absolutely we're not paying attention to us when we were actually doing the work sure. yeah. like variety yeah. right it was very bizarre uh bizarre experience but for the, sure all, the good part of that was like we had a, a huge community for tmbs and mm -hmm. like a lot of those people are still around mm -hmm. i guess that's the funny thing about like what what we do you never really know like because you're just i'm just sitting in my in my you know guest bedroom you know talking to you but you never really know, like the people that you're reaching, the impact that you're having, um, or 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 the effect yeah. that your shows have on people. So, you know, it is. And nice it's to, easy. It's like, easy to underestimate your audience. I think, like, you, sure. you know, like, you, especially because you see, like, like the same people who comment all the time, right, and right, you know, right. might have imbalances or something. But right, the, right. The, most of the people aren't like, you know, spamming your chat or whatever. Right, it's right, it's right. people that are just like going about their life and like to check in with you. And that's it's a pretty. I think it's it's something to like. Uh, if you if you take if people decide that they're going to take time out of their life to like listen to you it's like mm -hmm. it's a pretty big honor and it's something that people should take seriously yeah absolutely um 
All right. My kid is crawling out of his uh, high chair. All right. So before he cracks his head open, I'm going to say, uh, I'm just going to say thanks for coming on. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, great to talk to you, Mike. We got to get you on Left Reckoning, actually. Yeah, I would Dave love and to. I've been talking about that. Okay, great. Yeah, I think we had you on early on, but uh, anyway, see you, yeah. see you, buddy. Okay, thanks, Matt. Yep, bye. All right, bye. Next up, I talked to Dr. Ben Burgess. Uh, ben and I have become better friends, I think, since uh, Michael's passing. We did a little show together, um, a little soprano show on his uh, his Patreon. Um, great guy, down-to-earth, genuine, uh, smart guy, good to talk to. I saw him a couple weeks ago when he was in New York, and... Uh, yeah, once again, we just kind of reflected on uh, Michael's uh, life and work. So here it is. That's funny. We should be fucking recording this, and we're not. God damn it. But now we're recording. How's it going? <laughs> it's pretty ben, good. Ben you? just said something pretty funny. And uh, I guess you guys will never know what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, pretty probably, good. Probably not worth... Uh, doing two minutes of setup it's like okay so we're having a problem yeah. with the phone right yeah. yeah which which i think because my phone does my phone goes right to voicemail and it just uh i don't know just another reminder that society's kind of breaking down yeah you know just yeah like every time every time i i have to uh every time i have to like take my take a there's a computer problem or some kind of technical support issue i just like i just think about putting a gun in my mouth Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I uh, I heard that's the bad thing about having kids. You can't do that anymore. You can't. You can't kill yourself. You can't even. You can't even entertain the idea of killing yourself. <laughs> you can't even tell your wife that if she spends one more uh, dollar on Amazon, you're going to kill yourself because she just laughs at you. Because she knows you won't do it. She knows you won't the kid do too it. Because yeah. then, because everyone will be yeah. Because then at your funeral, everyone will just be mad at you. <laughs> you killed yourself. Yeah, so we're just here to, you know, we're just here to chat about Michael, his uh, his life, his legacy. Do you ever find yourself um, kind of like revisiting his, his work? Yeah. Um, so I, I just actually wrote something pretty recently for my friend Matt McManus, who was, uh, you know, who wrote a book for Zero Books that was about some of the, um, that's about cosmopolitan socialism, which is something that Michael talked about a lot. So he asked me to write an introduction to it. And so I just, I actually like didn't do it for the longest time because I just, um, I don't know. I mean, it's weird. I'd actually written about it. You were like, he's going to live forever. (laughs) You were like, he's certainly going to, I mean, I would have thought he certainly lived longer than me. Yeah, no, same. You know? No question, actually, right? I mean, because because I mean, I mean, he was, he was um, you know, he was about uh, God, almost. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he was almost three years younger than me, and he's uh, and he was like in much better shape. I mean, every time I was over there, mm. like all the food they were eating seemed to be pretty healthy. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. He did. Uh, he didn't really drink the way I do, you know. So like, right. I was like, no, for yeah, you know, like he, yeah, I, I would have. I would have for sure thought that he was going to live longer than I did, actually. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because I, I, I talked to um, I talked to Leisha a couple of days ago, and she said that she's re-uploading a lot of his um, a lot of his stuff, a lot of his YouTube clips and stuff like that. And uh, 
it's 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 kind of like it's hard to it's hard to go back and and watch the stuff because you feel like it's going to make you sad but um it it's all just it's all just so relevant and um you know like like valuable and and um you know i should i should do it a lot more everything everything that he talks about is uh i don't know it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel like dated or anything and um you know i would encourage everybody to go to go watch it yeah for sure i mean if you're just watching a a random episode of of the show then like obviously some of that's super topical and but you know there's always like gold in there but i i think i mean anybody who for some weird reason is listening to this who isn't uh you know uh who wasn't familiar with the guy but i i think like a really good place to start is uh there's a if you just type into youtube like michael brooks bill series there's this lecture that he gave at a I want to say Lafayette College, maybe, and it's like uh, it was like just before everybody got locked down for COVID. And was it Lafayette it, College? Lafayette College, I think that's right. You know, that's I I right. did I did Lafayette College. I, I opened for Colin Jost there, and I uh, I got uh, told to get off the stage at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? I because I told some joke that like I don't know was whatever, and. Uh, I guess if 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 I'll put it this way, if there's Michael Brooks fans listening, I won't repeat the joke. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I which like... is which is funny in itself, right? Because it's like the um, like private Michael Brooks uh, was uh, like said things at a pretty regular clip that like I guess you you probably would repeat it you know, for the same reason. Well, the joke I'll, I'll I'll do the joke. I mean, the, I don't really do it anymore, but the joke is like. I'm I'm starting to think maybe I should stop eating animals because it, it it does seem like the smarter the animal is the tastier it is like it goes fish turkey cows and then pigs are like the smartest animal so imagine how delicious like a Chinese boy is um, <laughs> and that's a joke and it's like I I don't know for some for some reason I don't really feel comfortable like doing it at, uh, I haven't felt comfortable doing it lately but uh, I did that joke I was already not doing well. And uh, I did that joke. And that, that was it. That, yeah. was, the, and yeah, that kid, was too much. Some kid yells, get off the stage. And I like I felt like I was going to cry. Like, I, I, I don't I wasn't ready for that to happen. And uh, yeah. But anyway. But uh, but yeah, like that Lafayette College talk, I think, is like a, a really good introduction. Again, if you just like type in Michael Brooks Bill series to, to YouTube, you see it I'm like you, in there. Um, you know, he kind of like talks a little bit about himself. He mm-hmm. talks like he breaks down when he talks about his book against the web. He has, uh, and like in some ways, like the part of it that's like kind of most striking is if you watch the whole thing and you watch the, the Q and A, cause like, you know, it's a lot of, you know, I mean, some of the Q and A is fine, whatever, but it's like mm-hmm. a fair amount of it is like, you know, Lafayette college kids asking like kind of annoying college Democrat kinds of questions uh-huh. and it would be. And it would have been really easy, right, for somebody who, um, you know, was as charismatic and funny as Michael to just sort of, like, dunk on them for it. Yeah. But, like, you know, you can tell he he doesn't want to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, like, he, he kind of goes out of his way to, like, answer them in ways that, like, will make sense to them. And, like, sure. you know, and it, anyway, it's, it's, it's good. I'd recommend that people watch that. Yeah. He was very good at uh, meeting people where they are. Yeah. Yep. Um, how did you guys link up and become friends? 
Yeah, so back in, uh, um, yeah, back in like uh, 2018, he, uh, he and I were both at this uh, conference that uh, our friend Doug Lane, who was both of our editor at Zero Books, had put together because, um, uh, you know, like back that the backstory is that uh, is that back in 2017 or something when like Jordan Peterson was first getting big, Doug was going to have it booked on his podcast and then like Peterson or somebody who worked for him realized, like must have like Googled him at some point or realized it wouldn't be a friendly interview. Mm-hmm. And, and he, uh, he canceled. So, so Doug, and then like a week after he canceled, Peterson was on Joe Rogan and, and mm-hmm. Joe at his like amiable stoned way said like, Hey, how come you never, you know, debated there's like a quality of outcome Marxist you're always talking about. Uh-huh. And, and Peterson said, well, they don't want to talk to me. And, um, yeah. and, and so Doug got pissed off enough about that, that he, I don't know. Somehow or another, he linked up with this group in Idaho, and they organized this conference. Uh, it was called a Jordan Peterson a Conference in Move and Debate, and uh, and Michael and I both went to that. And we actually, our, I remember we had uh, like we like there was a point before we'd even like kind of officially met when like a bunch of people went off to grab lunch at like, it was like a Chipotle, like across from the campus where the conference was happening. Mm. And I actually did talk to him for a minute in line. Somehow we were talking about Donald Trump. And I think we both admitted that like, as much as we thought he was a monster, we both enjoyed him as an insult comic. Sure. But, um, but uh, then like a little later, Doug showed up and, you know, he was going to like, he'd kind of, or, you know, he sort of told both of us that he'd like, kind of meet with us and talk about the books. And so he kind of did the two birds, one stone thing and took us out to this like bar in the afternoon. And, and Michael and I ended up like mostly just talking to each other and like, um, and then, uh, and then our, like part of what was going on that weekend too, is that uh, there were people who were like super pissed at Doug because of this video that he'd done that was like a, you know, Marxist critique of the theory of intersectionality or something. And mm-hmm. it was, and, um, and like Michael was feeling very defensive about Doug, about the whole thing. And so mm-hmm. he, he started, he started doing this private bit mm-hmm. that like every time I saw him over the weekend. So it was like dozens of times, like he would like give me the bit again and he have it like updated mm-hmm. and like, you know, he'd have added more stuff. And like what it was, was like him doing this impression of Doug uh-huh. doing a version of the video that would have been bad enough to justify, you uh-huh. know, the outrage. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's like, you know, Doug's like doing this, like saying all this, like kind of crazy, like tone deaf, you know, racist things or whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, which then I remember, at the end of the weekend, uh, I was in like the airport in Idaho. I was getting ready to go home, and Michael was already back in Brooklyn. And he actually recorded himself doing the bit, mm-hmm. and um, and like he put a lot of effort into it. Like he had this like version of like the kind of background music that Doug would actually use in his videos. Mm-hmm. But like he uh, he put in the uh, he put in the background, and they said that oh, to nice. me. And um, I was like, yeah, it's an insane amount of effort. It's like two people were ever going to hear this. Right, 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 right. But then like back then I was living in New Jersey. So I would um, for a while after that, like a few months, like every now and again, I would like um, 
you know, get on the train and, you know, go into Brooklyn and, uh, and, and meet him for, for drinks or dinner usually, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, uh, this is, this is also kind of funny to me because like much later on, I would start like going over and spending time in his apartment and staying there sometimes or whatever. And when I did, I realized that the place that he always wanted to meet for dinner was literally across the street from his apartment, uh-huh. which is funny to me because he was like always, always late, you yeah. know, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, you know, but anyway, there you go. Yeah, that does sound about right. Yeah. It's funny though. Um, and, uh, you were on Rogan recently, right? Yeah. Back in February. And then, so what happened? Rogan, you, you, did you, did you bring up, did you expect uh, that he was going to know who Michael was or? Uh, I did it. No, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess he knew, I guess I knew that he like sort of knew cause there was this thing where I don't even remember. It was like back in like 2019 or something where, um, where somehow or another, like the majority report making fun of Dave Rubin came up and, um, and, and Rogan like made some comment that like made it sound like he'd at least watch one of these videos. Mm-hmm. But like at that, at that point, he didn't even know Michael's name. Like he, he messed it up and he, he called him like Michael Roberts. Right. Right. And, and then like, but then like he like apologized for it on Twitter. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, that, yeah, it was a weird thing in many, many ways. Cause it's yeah, like, it's kind of funny to think about, like, like when you think about all of the YouTube videos that Joe Rogan probably yeah. watches, <laughs> the fact that he landed on one of Michael's is pretty cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I mean, it's weird, right? Because it's like I never even uh, – like Michael always – Michael, you know, was, was pretty open about it. He talked about it several times, you know, that like, you know, he, he really wanted to – go on Rogan at some point mm-hmm. and I think he would I, I mean I really wish he had I mean I think he would have yeah. been like the perfect person to like you know kind of communicate with Rogan fans sure yeah but um and I'm, I'm 100% sure he would have you know if, if he'd lived longer right you know that like that would have happened yeah. by now but yeah um but like I never you know I mean it's it's like not anything that I like particularly it's like I didn't really have any feelings about whether I wanted that to happen or not because it never occurred to me that it would, right? You know, mm-hmm. so it's like uh, I remember like when I first got the email from the Rogan's producer, like you know, when I showed it to my wife, she told me that like I looked so shocked she was going to ask who died, right? You know, because uh-huh. it's like I thought it was like yeah. thought it was like a prank or something. But, yeah, what was um, that like? Did that did that just kind of come out of nowhere? Yeah, it totally did from my perspective, right? That mm-hmm. like I had, um, you know, like yeah, I mean, I was it was actually like. Super Bowl Sunday it was during the game uh, that I got this email uh, from from his from like one of his producers and um, or you know I guess the guys the the Booker and uh, like I said I mean my first thought was there was like an elaborate you know you know it was like that that can't possibly be real you know and yeah. like I, I I like looked up the looked up the Booker and whatever but like yeah no it was. It was it was totally out of nowhere, but yeah, when I was on, it sort of came up in a weird way. I mean, I was the first person to mention Michael's name, but it was just kind of in passing because, like, I had um, we were uh, we were talking like somehow or another we were like talking about religion, and I said like the kind of thing I'll say, which is like, look, I'm an atheist, but like I like you know. I like what somebody like Cordell West believes a hell of a lot more than I like what some like, you know, atheist libertarian who, you know, wants to, 
you know, what's a society where everybody's selling their organs for Bitcoin to make rent, you know, yeah. believes, you know. Right. Uh, and then, but because I mentioned Cornell West, Rogan said something about that. And he was like, oh, have you ever met him? And I was like, no, but I, I, he was on, he was on the Michael Brooks show once and I used to do a regular segment on there. So I remember that episode. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, yeah, he actually really, like, like that was out of left field too, right? I mean, he surprised me by clearly being as aware of Michael as he was, because like he spent like a couple minutes talking about him. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to, man. Um, any, uh, any final thoughts or anything we didn't get to bring up? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess that was just randomly remembering being over at, at his uh, at his place on uh, the Fourth of July, twenty nineteen, and uh, we'd been like working on his, you know, stuff for his book uh, against the web, and um, and I remember there was this point where his girlfriend came home and she was like, "Oh, what have you guys been doing?" and mm-hmm. it was just like, "Oh, I worked on the book. We went out to eat at one point," and she was like, "Oh, why don't you go over to to uh, Micro Scenes?" barbecue or something oh really and uh and, and, and michael was like oh yeah we should have done that so anyway, i was just that was, i don't know why okay. i was thinking about that but i was actually thinking about that earlier today yeah well actually nobody showed up to that barbecue so it's fine <laughs> you guys would have had an awful time if you did <laughs> fair enough <laughs> no one ever comes <laughs> i keep i keep having barbecue after barbecue and nobody fucking ever shows up what are you gonna do <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, um, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks, thanks for chatting with me, and uh, I'll see you around. Absolutely. All right. Bye bye. Last up, I was really glad that I was able to do this interview. This uh, interview is with Leisha, uh, Michael's sister, and um, uh, we got to talk a lot. Well, we talked not only about Michael, but about uh. You know, our work, things that we're working on, her family. She also, uh, she said goodbye to her father um, a year ago. I, 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 I feel, I always, uh, I try to stay cl- as close in touch with her as I can on social media and stuff. I, I, uh, I, I mean, it's obvious that she, she took Michael's loss, you know, hard. Um, it's obvious they were very close. And, um, but it's really cool how much, uh, how much work she's doing to preserve his legacy, you know? And, uh, I thought it was funny when you, when you talk about grief with people, you know, it's like, you feel, I I remember when I reached out to her, I was like, uh, I was like, can, you know, I hope this is okay, blah, blah, blah. And then when we sat down to do the interview, she was like, yeah, I didn't like forget that my brother died, you know? And I like talking about this stuff and it feels good. And it's, you know, it's cathartic in a lot of ways to, to, uh, talk about the people you lost. Cause sometimes people are hesitant to, to talk about it with you. So, um, so, uh, yeah. Enjoy this last segment. Um, Keep Michael in your in your hearts. Uh, keep revisiting his work. Uh, read his book, and uh, you know, keep a little bit of Michael Brooks with you wherever you go. Thanks for listening. I'll see you around. I've flown a couple of times, and um, 
I haven't had any delays or cancellations or anything, but but I flew to and from Ohio, and both times I thought I was gonna the plane was gonna crash with the landing. So I don't know oh if they're using like God. their if they're just upgrading the team. <laughs> yeah, they're just upgrading flight attendants to fly the plane or something because it, it's it's usually like That's fine the energy. Yeah. yeah, I usually don't get scared on planes. Um, you know, but yeah, but the last two times I was like. I was like, this might be it. Yeah. And then when we were when we were landing in New York, and I didn't like when you come in. I guess you don't. You fly over whatever it is. You fly over water. Yeah. And um, and I was like, there's no runway under us. We're gonna just land in the ocean. I've thought that at JFK before. Yeah. Which I always I always wonder, like, when a plane goes down, do they tell you, or do they like just not say anything? I just remember watching that like really boring movie with Tom Hanks where he like lands mm-hmm. a plane in the Hudson and mm-hmm. it's like very dramatic. Yeah. And I know in that the flight attendants have this chant they started to do where they were like heads down, seats down, like mm-hmm. like they did this like r- rhythm chant and I was like, "Oh mm-hmm. my god, if they ever start doing that on a flight, I'm going to lose my mind." Yeah. Like it was like the most sinister chant I had ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that might be the tip off. Some sort of synchronized flight attendant chant means you're gonna die. <laughs> right, right. And I bet I, I bet on Southwest they have like a weird like rap or something. Like a joke, yeah. 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 It's like yeah. a Mariah Carey remix. Yeah, when they train and they're like, do your thing, dude, like have fun with it. <laughs> if the plane's gonna crash. No, we're like the fun airline. Um sure. Yeah. Well, how how are you? What's uh what's like what's going on in your life? Um are we recording? <laughs> yeah, I figured wh- what I figured I would do is I would introduce everybody like in a little, you know, in. Oh, I, no, I, I just meant like right now, this second, this am I sec- recording? Yes, but I don't. Okay. We don't have to use that. Plan oh, no, stuff. that's fine. I just didn't know like how how um, deep to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But uh, what's going on in my life? Let's see. <laughs> You're I like I hit it. I hit a guy <laughs> with my car. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't I'm pretty sure he was dead right when now. I left the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's California, so uh-huh. um, what is going on in my life? I basically, I'm, I'm in a writer's room right now, and so okay. that, but basically the, the reason I mentioned that is just because I'm I'm in that, I'm I'm doing, I've written on half hours before, but this okay. is my first hour long. Okay. And um, it's it's just a lot of work. Like, I'm dreaming yeah. about the, sh- like, I'm, I'm just, my mind is just in that right now. Yeah. Um, so I, it's like. It's always like, I don't know if you, I feel like if you're employed, it feels great because you're like, great, I'm making money, I'm secure. Mm-hmm. But then it's like everyone in the world seems to be like in Italy in a bathing suit or mm-hmm. you're yeah. unemployed and you're just like really stressed and like can't take advantage of your free time because you're like panicked. Yeah. And you spent all the money on action figures already. <laughs> I can't like... relate to that, but sure, <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. Well, you know, um, whatever. For your I, son. <laughs> yeah. For my son. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, do not. If you open the package, I will, I will flip my shit. (laughs) I will flip. Do not play with that toy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm all right. I've been like having a a little bit of a kind of resurgence of, uh, of kind of feeling pretty emotional. Um, which makes sense because it, it is coming up on Michael's two year, but also Mm -hmm. my dad died in August. 2021 yeah so it hasn't been a full year yet mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like just that thing where like you i don't know i feel like you just kind of get busy and sort of dissociate and like 
sure. get back into life and then weird things kind of like hit you. Um, yeah. but I started working on the documentary about Michael's work and life, which I'm excited about. Um, so that's nice. been like a really, yeah, I, I feel lucky that there's so much I can kind of like channel energy into. I, I feel like when Michael died, I just like got extremely busy because there mm. was just so much, um, going on, um, in terms of like trying to just like organize and like save and like make sure his work was like going to be okay. If like sure. YouTube just suddenly like, I don't know, flagged his page or something. Like I was like, okay, I need to like download everything. Yeah. Um, so there was just a lot of busy work and people from all over the world reaching out. Um, and then when my dad died, I just kind of like ran out of steam mm -hmm. and then I got COVID and I just kind of got kind of comatose yeah. <laughs> for a while and now i feel like i'm sort of finding a middle ground of being able to is this like do, do people listen to your podcast know about my brother's work is this like just gonna be like a woo mike had a really like depressed chick on no no they, they they are and we're gonna do this as like okay. a bonus a bonus episode okay 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 yeah. i was like i feel like i'm getting kind of no 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 i don't know if this is the racine vibe no, if they have a problem with this episode, they can go fuck their mothers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, no, but uh, but but yeah, no. This 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 would be a bonus episode about uh, I, if you're if you're I, here to if you're here for for funnies or something, you should go. Yeah. Go listen to Calm Town or something. Right. Go right. find a different show to listen to. <laughs> um, I don't. I'm trying to think if there's something else that I, I also keep like having this thing happen in the last two years, like I really thought it was like very unusual to have a sibling die. Mm -hmm. And now I just feel like almost everyone, I like it keeps being a thing. Like I, really? I keep running into friends from college and they're like, my sibling died. And, and like, it, it's, it's actually, I don't know, much more common than I realized it was. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's like a really fucked up thing to share, but there definitely is a, I don't know. I, I was at a party the other night. My my friend Tim, he lost like both his parents really young, mm -hmm. um, and he has no siblings. And then you know my my friend Roger lost his dad like in the past couple of years. And we're just, it does help to like talk about it, because yeah. um, it's there's just like not that much space for it. Not to be like you know it's, you you're just like not very yeah. in American society. It's like okay, of course, yeah, take your five minutes and then. Of get course. back to be productive and, and like good at selling things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, the last thing, I know this isn't very like coherent. It's like, I just woke up. So I'm a little like all over the place, but um, I, I live on the West coast just in case people think I'm in the deep depression. No one knows <laughs> what time it is. We're talking. No, no, no. Anyhow. Um, I, I just think uh, you kind of like choose to live after someone you like, you kind of have like suicidal ideation for a long time, I think, or at least I did. Yeah. And then you like choose to live and then it's like life. You kind of get this thing around life being more poignant. I don't have kids. So like maybe you have this cause you have a son now. It's like, mm -hmm. they're just like before or after this like monumental shift mm -hmm. that it just kind of like changes. It doesn't mean you're not like still get, don't get annoyed at people or like have different bullshit come up, but there is a fundamental like, Oh, this is like a very brief experience we get. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. When my dad died, I like really had a hard time. I was, I think I was emotional. Like I, I like found his body. So I was just in like oh. extreme shock. Yeah. Um, and 
what is what is god's problem I don't know, but it's also like crazy because then you like, it's like, yeah, I, I've had these really intense experiences in my life, but I also like look at the news and it's like, you know, so-and-so loses their entire family from like a bomb strike and then mm. they have one leg and they like hop over a board, you know, it's like, mm. okay, I guess, I guess it wasn't too rough on me. You know, it's, mm. you don't want to like not acknowledge your pain and suffering, but yeah. you, it's, it's crazy what people go through. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what God's problem is. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, you know, Michael was was really into spirituality and really kind of, yeah, yeah. He he was. He, I I feel like that definitely wouldn't have probably. I feel like he had different friendships for like different interests almost. Sure. Um, but yeah, he definitely had a, a spiritual practice and was always like really interested in God and religion. And I feel like that's kind of made me like less of like kind of just like a boring skeptic mm-hmm. um but i i don't know i i i feel like you kind of i my my all, all i've figured out so far is there seems to be like polarities of energy and there's really good energy and really bad energy mm-hmm. and how you get like hooked into one or the other right I don't have answers for, but you can't think about it too hard. Cause then you're just like, do people get reincarnated into like child soldiers? Cause they were bad in a former life. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> right. Cause then you just have like no empathy for any, you know, like you don't yeah, want to get yeah. too literal with any of it. Right. It's it pretty sketchy. Right. It turns into kind of like eugenics. Yeah. You just stuff. stop feeling bad for child soldiers. Yeah. You just see some like defecating on the sidewalk. You're like, Oh, what'd you do last time? buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, Wow, that that person must have been a Nazi in their (laughs) their previous life. I mean, I see how people start to think that because it's just so painful to like, like I I haven't been to New York in a long time, but in LA people just are like dying on the sidewalks. Like it's Mm -hmm. so intense, like it's everywhere. And it is just so crushing to just like take in. I, I see how people just get into like very weird ideology. Yeah. And then it just becomes so normalized. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's literally like it's like so heightened. It's like you you're going to the grocery store. You're like, oh man, eating out a trash can. People living in a tent. Oh, like naked guy in the corner asking for money. Oh, okay, got to the grocery store. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's weird. What's the um What's the documentary been like? Like, how has the process been? And and uh, you want to talk about that a well, little bit? Sure. Um. I, I started re-airing Michael's show um, like every week, starting with the first episode of TMBS, I think about a year ago. It comes out every Tuesday on, on YouTube. And then I also post it again on uh, like the podcast apps. I don't I don't okay. quite know. The Libsyn, and then it goes yeah. to all your different um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, podcasts. And so I've been spending kind of like the last year sort of in like pre-production of – just like really diving back into Michael's work and like, yeah. you know, kind of closely like listening and watching. And I've, I definitely, you know, listened to and watched the show at the time, but never with like this much, you know, like focus and mm-hmm. like, you know, consistently. And I've, I've learned a lot. So that, that kind of um, has been sort of, I'm, I'm kind of mentioning that cause that's kind of like where, you know, a lot of like the groundwork has been also, I just want to mention to people that it re-airs cause I think it's, definitely something that people who know about it enjoy um and there's still a lot of it's evergreen because he did so many episodes about yeah you know hey benny sorry about that that's all good um 
But anyhow, uh, um, yeah. So I guess I I just wanted to to mention that. But uh, the documentary is is basically just going to kind of like focus on his like he had a pretty unusual education. He was homeschooled, and then he oh. went to a like charter school, and he went to like a really kind of like out there hippie college for a year, and then eventually ended up at Bates. But both his like educational track and career track were like pretty unusual and um the, the documentary is basically just going to focus on like his education and then his work and then like the after effect of his work nice. um but like the the reason i want to do it is because i feel like a lot of people are really big fans of michael's and some people have like a context for like you know michael coming on your show or like woke bros or majority report but there's not like one cohesive yeah. like place where you can kind of like learn about him and, and see his work. So I just kind of want to like, I don't know, create that with the documentary. Nice. Yeah. He really did have like a genuine passion for the work that he was doing. And I feel like, I don't know, as in, in, in the past few years, it's like, sometimes you look at, you look at people on the left and then you see that, you know, like time goes by and you, you find that people that you, thought you could put your faith into were actually just kind of self-interested and maybe they didn't even mean what they were saying. Yeah. And, um, and then a lot of them are like really annoying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And it's just like, I, yeah, I think he really just, just loved what he did and he, he made it accessible for people. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I can, there, there was no grift there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was definitely, I don't know, just he definitely had a lot of conviction. And that's like not to say that he wasn't incredibly ambitious and he didn't want to have like very yeah. mainstream normal success. Yeah, it's not like a, like, oh, he was some sort of like monk who was just like yeah, out on the YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, his like mission and how he felt about, you know, wanting to give people dignity and healthcare and food and housing and that just being like, the central like thesis of, of like what he was putting out there was like mm -hmm. super clear. And there was, um, there, there would never have been like a right wing pivot. No. I, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he just liked what he did too much. Yeah. But he also just, I think the, the thing that kind of like sucks for when you, when you like really truly care, um, is that you work harder <laughs> for yeah. like less. Sure. I feel like he really showed up for people. Yeah. I mean, I just always had, it's, it's like, it's been like, it, it's weird getting to know your sibling through like so many other people's eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, my experience of my brother is like very parallel to a lot of people's, but I didn't know that he was so supportive and available to like so many of his friends. Mm -hmm. um, Cause like, yes, my experience of my brother was that he was always extremely available and supportive to me. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I knew he was always, he always in touch with people, always giving someone a call, always acknowledging his friend's work. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like grateful for that part of his legacy because I feel like you know you always try and look for like little good things like okay even though someone died of a blood clot at age 36 mm, like yeah. how do I how do I create a, a like reality where I can just like try and find good things out of it and I yeah I know it's like not necessarily I don't know psychologically healthy but I I definitely try to think like okay it's 
I mean, even the fact that two years later, um, you know, a bunch of people have reached out to me, um, not necessarily doing shows, but, you know, just like checking in or mm-hmm. wanting to, to catch up or he's been on their mind. Like, I, I feel like so much is going on in the world. Um, I, I, I just, I feel, I do feel grateful that there are so many people that continue to like think about him and yeah. that impact was significant. Yeah, for sure. But mostly I just really miss just like, I don't know, just, just laughing. Both my dad and my brother were really, 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 really funny. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely, I don't know, they're just, they're bits and like sketches and things that I just like want to call and tell him constantly because there's uh-huh. just these weird characters and situations from our childhood that like no one would know. Uh-huh. Um, and that, I mean, that like, I mean, it's not like we're just always on the phone, like having like really intense, like, I mean, we did talk about politics a lot because we, because I, really interested in politics and he obviously had this kind of savant knowledge and brain yeah but like a lot of it was just like making fun of obscure people from our childhood yeah um because that's siblings yeah it's that's yeah i think that's one of the one of my favorite things that i do with my siblings we have with the yeah the inside jokes and the people that you've that you've met and experiences that you share together and yeah it's tough but if you need if you need dad stuff you know you can reach out to me if you need, <laughs> so, what do you mean by dad stuff? If you need like furniture built or something, or like oh oh you know. oh, like no, Michael was not handy at all. Anything yeah. you could help me with, my brother definitely could not okay. help me. With. If you feel yeah, like somebody's no, ripping no. you off, you know. Yeah, no, that oh, was yeah. definitely not not his wheel. I'm never like, oh, I need to build something from IKEA. I wish my brother was around. Definitely okay. not. Okay. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> Good. Did Did you ever get that sense that he was handy? Um. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Michael, like, was so just so everything was just in his brain, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't that he wasn't like I don't know. He he like take walks, play tennis. He would do like act like, but he definitely was not like a a handy person. I one time was like, oh, should I get you a puzzle? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, a couple of years ago, I was like, is it like fun to like unwind and do a puzzle? And I remember him just like looking at me like I proposed like he pick up dog shit with his uh-huh. bare hands. Uh-huh. Like he was just like a puzzle. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I'd hate that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um cool. Well thanks for uh thanks so much for doing this. Yeah and and thank you for offering the dad shit. I appreciate it. I was just yeah, chuckling. Of course. Yeah. Um it it, it was more like if I thought of a sort of off-color joke that had to do with like a Sopranos episode, I, mm-hmm. I think I would I would reach out. That Good. would be the probably the over, overlap. Yeah. I mean, happy to reach out about the dog stuff. I just, I mean, the dad stuff. I just live all the way in California. So it feels like yeah. it take a lot of fossil fuel and energy. Right. But, yeah, you know, I could FaceTime or something. Sure, sure. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Innovating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I always feel like when I get on the phone with you, I, I want to be like funny and lively, but the conversation is always just about my dead brother. And then mm-hmm. I feel like I've become like a real rambling downer. So, well, we can do an episode about something else. We don't have to, you know, we could rank the top five donut spots in LA. That would be fun. I actually know a girl that, that does that. Do you follow her? She's okay. like an actress in New York that like does a donut thing. Oh, what's, who is she? Um, her name's Maddie. I'm forgetting her last name. Okay. She she's like a lot her, of the food content kind of drives me insane. Okay, so this like, was you're being facetious. W- yeah, I mean, I okay. I, I still watch <laughs> I still watch all of it. 
Okay. But, um, but pe- people, like, who, people who just go to different sandwich shops and eat sandwiches on TikTok, it like I, I don't. I have this like sick fascination with it. Do you want to plug anything or uh, any um, final just, thoughts? I or? would love to plug the um, the re-airs. Um, they come out every Tuesday on okay. the Michael Brooks Show YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts. And also on that channel, we did a tribute series, um, and it's saved under like you know a, a playlist. Okay. And there's also um, to anyone who kind of just like is newer to Michael's work. He did these illicit histories. That's also a playlist. Like there's just a lot yeah. on the on the YouTube channel. And then if you want like more <clears throat> kind of like off the cuff and like behind the scenes sort of like, you know, I don't know, riffing and like. And what's, what's the name of the YouTube the channel, sir? Oh, it's the Michael Brooks Show YouTube channel. Okay. Let me just double check that. Um, and then there's also the Patreon is still up and running. And we definitely used to do um a lot more kind of like patreon we have like a brooks books group and um we're still trying to get this like travel guide going i've had to kind of like put a bunch of it on hold just to focus on the documentary but there's a lot of content um up on the patreon and that's patreon.com let me just find it because i always plug it wrong this is the longest plug in the world um i think it's slash tmbs so it's patreon.com slash TMBS. Um, and it, it the like minimum tier is $8. But if that is steep, you can edit what you want to pay for a month. And it can, I think you can do like a dollar or 50 cents a month. Nice. Um, so there's no like obligation to pay that. That was just kind of like how it was set up when, when he passed and we just haven't um, messed with it. Great. Um, so that's the stuff, the, the YouTube channel and the, and the Patreon. Great. Well, uh, yeah. thanks so much. Yeah, it was great chatting yeah. with you. All right. And send my love to Deb and, and enjoy little Benjamin. Yeah, I sure will. All right.